Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I want to let you know that the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Over 2 million men worldwide have joined the movement for all their below-the-waist needs. Engineers for the last 18 months have perfected the greatest hair trimmer ever created, the Lawnmower 3.0. The third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. You can choose the Lawnmower 3.0 as well as other items by going to manscaped.com and you can also save 20% by using the promo code State of Saints. That's manscaped.com. Use the promo code State of Saints and save 20% on the Lawnmower 3.0 as well as other Manscaped items. That's manscaped.com. Hey, what's going on with that nation? It is your truly TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Hope everybody's having a great day. Hope everyone had a great weekend. This is the podcast where we talk New Orleans Saints. On this edition, we're going to be talking about the New Orleans Saints players opting out of voluntary off-season workouts. And we're also going to be talking about the New Orleans Saints signing a new wide receiver. But I want to thank you for tuning in and choosing the State of the Saints podcast for your listening or viewing pleasure. I uh, want to encourage everybody to check out Manscaped, the official uh, sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast. And also, man, I want to say thank you to everybody that checked out the State of the Swag podcast that's available now, man. I started and launched a brand new podcast focusing on the Southwestern Athletic Conference, that is HBCU football uh, and the SWAC, okay? People know that I am a graduate of Jackson State University, man. I'm proud of my university, and I definitely love talking about HBCU sports. So if you like uh, HBCU sports, man, you like, uh, you know, football, you follow Southern Grambling, uh, your alumni or some of these other schools around the Southwestern Athletic Conference, or you just like HBCU football, I encourage you to subscribe to the channel, okay? YouTube.com, search The State of the Swag Podcast. I'm very excited about it, very passionate about it. Um, working right now to actually get a commentator on ESPN, Jay Walker, uh, as the first guest on the State of the Swag Podcast, man. So really excited about that. And thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints Podcast, whether you're listening on YouTube, Facebook, or any other streaming device. I, I really do appreciate that. But let's go ahead and talk about what we're here for, right? Let's go ahead and talk about the New Orleans Saints players opting out of voluntary workouts. Well, first off, if you're just tuning in, 
The New Orleans Saints aren't the only team doing this, right? I got a list right here of the teams that also have decided to opt out of voluntary workouts this offseason. Uh, some of those teams are uh, the Broncos, the Seahawks, the Buccaneers, the Lions, Patriots, Bears, Browns, Giants, Raiders, Steelers, Falcons, Chargers, Jets, Dolphins, Rams, and 49ers. So the New Orleans Saints aren't the only team to do this. They're not. They're not the only team to opt out of voluntary workouts. And, and to me, this isn't a big deal, all right? It's not a big deal at all. I know some people, they do not like uh, players for some apparent reason to have a mind of their own. They expect for those players to toe the line, dot every I, cross every T. Anytime a player uh, talks about, uh, you know, an unsafe or, you know, unsafe work environment, all of a sudden everybody getting mad because everybody just feels like these guys need to be worker ants. Well, these guys do take a lot of hits and they take a lot of punishment on their bodies. And if you combine all these different works workouts and going to the facilities and everything like that, I guess, you know, they, they just looking at it like they want a full off season. You know, I mean, football is a grind. I mean, you're away from your family, you're away from your friends. I mean, you have to be dialed in for six months out of the year. Okay. Seven. Now, if you go all the way to the Super Bowl, So, these players are like, man, y'all talking about voluntary workouts. Look, everybody on this level understands that they need to take care of their bodies. They understand the task at hand. They understand that they have to put their best foot forward. There's no need for us to show up to the facility in Metairie or show up at a facility across the NFL, wherever their facilities are, just so you can, I can show you that I am actually in shape. Look, there's a lot of zeros on the line, okay, pending on me coming to camp me coming to some of these activities in shape, ready to rock and roll. So I understand it on that point. But I will say this. Um, I feel like some of those players out there, um, their reasoning behind not wanting to go to voluntary workouts is a tad bit hypocritical, okay? First off, they want us to actually believe that one of the biggest issues that they have is, you know, being safe and, you know, protecting themselves from COVID-19 and dealing with COVID protocol. I'm not buying it. All right. I, I'm definitely not buying that because especially if I'm watching New Orleans Saints players, um, yeah, as I follow them on social media, and I probably make a lot of people upset about this, but I don't care. You know, I'm seeing them going on vacations, being around a whole bunch of random people, uh, doing these different camps and these different activities. And for some apparent reason, COVID-19 uh, isn't on the menu in any of these situations. You know, I would respect a person more if they honestly just say, we don't feel like we need voluntary workouts because we know what we need to do as professionals versus you're telling us that, oh, we care about our health so much. I mean, and, and care about our safety and our well-being and our soft tissues. I mean, you got people jumping out of boats. You got Alvin Kamara skiing in Montana. You got all these different things going on and you expect for me to believe that you actually care and you don't want to go to voluntary workouts because you care about your extremities and you care about COVID-19, you can miss me with that. All right. Um, but I do understand that these players are professionals and they feel like they're going to do what they need to do in order for them to stay on the field. But I just think they need to come up with better reasons. I mean, they say they stand uh, in solidarity with their, you know, with their fellow NFL players, you know, on those other teams. I respect that. But 
uh, don't pee in the air and tell me it's raining. And y'all know what the pee I'm talking about. Don't 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 try to insult my intelligence uh, as a fan of the NFL. Don't insult my intelligence um, as a person in general. I understand what you want to do. I understand that y'all don't want to be there. I understand y'all don't feel like y'all need to be there. Just say that. Uh, don't don't use uh, COVID nineteen as an excuse uh, for everybody to you know gain sympathy for your cause. All right, because I'm not buying it. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Once again, uh, those that are following in right now, I'm going to go ahead and uh, read some of your comments. I'm going to start with Mario here. Mario says, man, you opt out. Uh, you better know that playbook. Uh, yeah, you know, pretty much. Yeah, you definitely going to have to know the playbook, man. You definitely going to have to know the playbook if you decide that you're going to opt out, you know, if, if that's what you want to do. And like I said, I have no problem with guys opting out at all. You know, and I, I mean, and they still got other activities that they have, you know, like uh, mini camp and, you know, OTAs and stuff like that, that they're trying to uh, put together. You know, I don't feel like all activities need to be virtual uh, because, you know, the NFL draft is coming up next week and you have a lot of young players uh, that need to be in that facility. They need to be around uh, the team in order for them to develop chemistry with the other players. I feel like that's very important. I think we've seen a little bit of a learning curve from a lot of these Saints players that they drafted last year because they didn't have the off-season workouts. They didn't have some of these off-season activities that we're used to seeing and reporting about. And those guys actually paid the price because of it. So I really feel like they need off-season workouts, especially when you got young players to come in and you want those players to be as up-to-date as they possibly can before they take the field in week one. Jerry says, hope y'all had a good weekend. Yeah, Jerry, I uh, had, a, had a very good weekend, man. Um, I was uh, working with 90.9 FM, a radio station that I'm with, and uh, we actually went out to a Earth Day event. Uh, it was really, really fun. Had a really good time. My wife, uh, Paxton, came along with me to the event. It's always good when I can do a live on location and my wife and son can be out there, you know, for them to enjoy. And they, and they had a good time, you know, uh, you know, and uh, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was really good. It was really good, man. Uh, Sunday, uh, honestly, I didn't really do anything. The only thing I did uh, yesterday was just clean up the entire house. Uh, I just took some time out, you know, you know, during a week, uh, you know, when you're, you know, Ripping and running, as my mom would say, you know, you you always like leave a shirt, uh, you know, what I'm saying like leave, you know, things just lying around. So I really just took the time out and, and gave my crib a thorough cleaning, man. And I'm, you know, I'm really excited about that. My wife, uh, she was at home yesterday. She she's, uh, you know, doing a little meal prepping. Uh, so she was uh, cooking throughout the day and, and she she's uh, been preparing our meals for the, you know, for the entire week. You know, so we're trying to uh, eat a little bit better, trying to, you know, work on our physical fitness. So she's been meal prepping. I was cleaning and uh, Paxton uh, was just around here singing every song that he heard on Coco Melon. You know, <laughs> so it was a great weekend. It was a great weekend. I hope you all had uh, hope you all had one as well. Gabriel says, where my boy Pac-Man at? Uh, Pac-Man is at daycare, man. Pac-Man. Uh, goes to daycare during the week, man. Shouts out to, uh, you know, his daycare, man. Great people. Uh, Paxton's uh, been going to that daycare since he was about three months old. Uh, Paxton is turning two next month, which 
It's unbelievable, man. I can't believe this, man. Time is flying. My my son is turning two. I'm going to have a two-year-old son, but yeah, he's at daycare. James said, JSU, baby. Yeah, man, JSU. Uh, excited about talking about my alma mater, man. Excited to talk about it, my alma mater as well as other swag schools on the State of the Swag podcast. And like I said, if you like the swag, you like HBCU football, you know, just check it out. You know, it's kind of similar to this format. I think you all can enjoy it. Uh, you, you all know how I do it, man. I, I just I make sports shows for the everyday person. You know, you ain't got to be you ain't got to have a Ph.D. You ain't got to be a, you know, a bookworm or analytical you know, person to follow. You know, this show, I try to make it as, you know, as, as family friendly and, and as engaging as possible. And I'm, I'm bringing that same energy to the State of the Swag podcast. And also, man, if you like the State of the Saints podcast, you like what you're hearing so far, you're liking a podcast, go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and give me a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel if you're new. Zoidy says, who that? Jerry says, JSU. Uh, who we signed? Mario, i get into that a little bit later. I'll I, I talk about him a little bit later for you all. Uh, insanity is not insane, says, do you think Jameis is motivated to beat Tampa this season? Well, absolutely, Insanity. Uh, I really feel like he's motivated to beat Tampa as well as other teams. But there's always something special when you beat the team that gives up on you. That's that's the game that motivates you. You got to think about it like this. Jameis Winston was the first pick overall back in 2015. Uh, He was the guy that was anointed to change the, the misfortunes of the franchise known as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, you know, the organization gave up on him. They, they said that you're not good enough to lead our team anywhere. I mean, that's basically what you're saying when you don't resign a guy that you draft. So him coming to the New Orleans Saints uh, with a different mind frame, it, it seems to me that he's focused on really, I don't just, even just think that Jameis Winston is just focused on beating Tampa. I think he's focused on changing the narrative of what people think about him as a quarterback. I think he believes in himself. But he also has a huge chip on his shoulder as of right now. So, of course, it, when he plays Tampa, he mo- he's motivated to beat them. I mean, this team gave up on him. This team says you're not good enough. I mean, apply to your life. You know, how many times has somebody written you off said that you're not good enough? How do you respond to that? It's been several occasions where people told me I, ain't, I wasn't good enough. People tell me all the time, you know, like, you know, your show wasn't going anywhere. You know, wasting your time. That, that was a huge chip on my shoulder. You know, and I turned the State of the Saints podcast into a, you know, a very credible podcast. You know, so imagine how that makes a person feels when you're you're getting written off. I think I I think I know a lot of people in here has been written off one time or another in their life. You know, somebody telling you that you can't do something, you're not capable of doing something. I'm getting angry right now just thinking about it. I I me personally, I don't want anybody to tell me what I can't do. And if you tell me what I can't do, I'm going to make I'm going to make a believe out of you. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to I'm going to completely discredit what you have to say about me. You know, since I'm thinking about this, it reminds me of the time when I was in store management, man. I was uh, working in Dallas, Texas uh, as a as a manager at CVS, man. I was an assistant manager at the time and I was going for my evaluation. Like every year you do evaluation with your, your you know, your superior you know, in this case, the store manager. And I remember this guy telling me, he said, I know you like to think of yourself as a leader or, you know, a person that has, 
you know, like, you know, a person that can lead people, but you're not. He basically that's what he told me. You know, uh, I'm, I'm going to give him a shout out. His name is John Rubin. John Rubin told me that I wasn't a leader, uh, that, you know, I can't inspire anybody. And, you know, that, that didn't sit well with me, you know, and after that, you know, <laughs> I, I feel like even though I, I never got opportunity to tell him to his face, you know, he ate his words, you know, not only did I, you know, go on to become a store manager, but I end up winning awards because of being a store manager. So it was like a huge chip on my shoulder, man. And, you know, even like when, you know, I used to go to radio stations, I applied here one time and a guy told me uh, that my, you know, my New Orleans accent or my Southern dialect, it wouldn't like translate at that radio station. Boy, boy, boy. Well, I tell you. But anyway, uh, when, when people write you off, it motivates you. It motivates you to be the absolute best. So um, that's the way I do it, man. I get behind this mic, get behind this camera every single time. And in my mind, I'm making those individuals that wrote me off and said I couldn't be nothing, made them eat, eat their words. That's the way and I want them to eat their words. And Jameis Winston, I'm pretty sure, feels the same way. If he doesn't, then maybe he's not the competitor that we think he is. Gay says has been trying to get uh, it from the CBA for a while now, but teams keep fighting it. Uh, I don't know exactly what we're trying to get here, Gage. I don't know if it was a conversation that you was having uh, with someone else. Um, I, it looks like you're having a conversation with somebody else. So I apologize, Gage, that I'm, I, I don't understand what you're saying, what they're trying to get from the CBA. I assume that you're talking about, uh, you know, virtual uh, virtual sessions or maybe less off-season workouts. Yeah, it's been like that for a while. But I said this on countless occasions here on the State of the Saints podcast that uh, these players, they're always talking about the things that they want. But uh, when these owners dangle the carry the prosperity in their face, uh, it's hard for them to say no. And sometimes you have to sacrifice some things in order for you to get results. And I just feel like these players are so quick to compromise because they're so afraid to lose a dollar. And I get it. You know, like people want money. People want to get paid, especially when you're uh, putting all that wear and tear on your body. But at the same time, you're going to have to sacrifice some things in order for you to get results. It might even require you to sit down for a while. But it, when people understand their worth, when people understand that the establishment needs them more than they need the establishment, that's when you're going to see some change. But until then, you know, you keep on looking at your calendar, you keep on looking at the clock and you wondering, man, I'm wasting money. I'm wasting money. Like I could be getting paid this. They're going to continue to, they're going to continue to manipulate you and, and make things work in their favor and, and not yours. Stroll down a little bit. Uh, let's go to the centers. Uh, thank you very much for the two dollars. Says, forget uh, the dirty birds, we the saints, real rivals. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, thank you very much for the two dollars. Uh, uh, the centers, yeah, uh, there's definitely been a rival for I don't know, uh, millions of years, you know, as long as the earth been there, you know, the, the sin has been uh, a rival of the saint. Yeah, you, you're definitely right about that. Uh, Be Kind, who was a supporter of the State of Saints podcast, says, who that's? Giving a shout out to everybody in the chat. 
Chris, uh, Chris Rook says, uh, we lost some key players. We need to focus on defense. The middle of the line needs it bad. Yeah, Chris, that's a good point. You know, like we did lose quite a bit of people, but uh, that's what it's all about. It's, it's about, um, you know, drafting for need. Um, the Saints aren't one of those teams that just draft out of desperation. They don't just get the, the guy that's supposed to be the best on the board. Uh, they, they really uh, focus on the guys that they feel like would be a good fit for their organization. So defensively, they definitely need some help. Um, they tried to get some help with uh, TJ Kyrie, uh, the, the cornerback that came from the Colts, but he ended up re-signing back with the Colts. So the Saints lost out on that. It's interesting to see what the Saints are going to do in the draft. I think they're waiting to after the draft to sign a free agent. And I think that most teams uh, do the same thing. You know, teams so are focused on the draft. They're seeing what's out there. They're seeing what they can get. And then once they draft those players, then they probably go back to free agency. And I think that's what the Saints are going to do. I think the Saints are focused on the draft. The draft is next week. Uh, you're going to try to see if you can get uh, some positions filled, some guys that you feel like can be in those, you know, roles that are missing. And then, you go back and you take a look at free agency and, and see where you are then. Uh, so I think the Saints are going to end up signing uh, a free agent cornerback. I just think that they're waiting to after the draft, a uh, linebacker, uh, who knows, man, who knows what Quine Alexander is going to do, who knows what they're going to do in the draft. So all will figure itself out really, really soon. Cliff says, I'll be, uh, I like to see us draft a linebacker. Yeah, Cliff, me too. You know, Zayvon Collins is a guy that I've been uh, screaming from the rooftops about. I like him a lot. I think he's going to end up being an all pro type player. I think he's going to end up being a captain of a team, a guy that we talk about for years to come, uh, pending injury. And uh, I, I'm really interested to see if the Saints are going to draft a linebacker in the first round. Uh, we thought that they were going to try to get a guy like uh, Keith Murray, uh, Kenneth Murray last season, uh, didn't work out. They ended up getting Cesar Ruiz in the first round. So we never know what the Saints are going to do. We we think we know, but we don't know, in the words of Jim Moore. We think we know, but you don't know. Gay says, uh, Tampa fine, uh, fine, get one relevant season, and they want to be our rival so bad. Well, look. They they are atop of the NFL world right now. So they got room to talk. I have no problem with a Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan talking. They deserve to talk. I, I think that we'll be having the same type of energy if we actually won the Super Bowl, but we didn't. And we all know how this thing works, man. It, the, the goal is to win the Super Bowl. And Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl. As of right now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have more championships than anybody in NFC South. And they beat the Saints when it mattered. So they got the right to talk. But as far as them being uh, the Saints' biggest rival, no, they're not. Uh, I don't care how many uh, Super Bowls they win. I don't think that they will ever be a, a rival like the Falcons are with the Saints. So it's almost like, you know, they're trying to be that rival. They want to be that rival with the Saints. But they're not. Brian says, we have to stop worrying about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We have to worry about Carolina Panthers. They just got a new quarterback. Uh, and I think you're going to uh, – and I think it's going to be really good. I assume that's what you're saying, Brian. Uh, look, I, <laughs> um, 
I like Carolina. Uh, I like Carolina's youth. Um, I think that they're going to be a very credible team in NFC South for years to come, especially them being, them being so young. But I just don't believe in Sam Donald. I, I don't care. Like Sam Donald is going to have to prove it to me because I, I just don't see it. Um, I, I don't see fire. Uh, I don't see leadership. I don't see passion. I don't see a guy that I would want to run through a wall for. Uh, and I don't see none of that in Sam Donald. What I see is a guy who is unsure of himself. Uh, I see a guy who really don't have no swag, no confidence, no drip, no nothing. And um, I just think that uh, he just fits the mold of what uh, Joe Brady uh, feels like can help Carolina win. Uh, for some apparent reason, they think that Sam Donald is, is the answer. Uh, I don't know. You know, maybe he is. Uh, maybe they can resurrect his career, but I, I just don't see it. They, like th- there's a certain level of confidence a guy has to have when he is uh, going through some growing pains, when he's going through struggles. And I just don't like the energy. Like people are acting like Sam Donald. Oh, he went to the Jets. Nobody would survive with the Jets. But I tell you what, man, I don't care how sorry your team is as a quarterback. People should look at you and be like, okay, you know, like if he goes somewhere else, he'll be a whole lot better. I don't get that from Sam Donald. I just feel like like Sam Donald didn't stand out in New York. Like it wasn't like Sam Donald was just out there balling out three, four hundred yards a game and a losing effort because the defense couldn't stop anybody. Like he was one of the problems. He was the one throwing interceptions. He was the one turning the ball over. He was the one making bad decisions. He was the one throwing inaccurate footballs. And like I said, I, I don't understand what Carolina saw in him to sacrifice so much and what made them want to give up on Teddy Bridgewater very quickly. But I, I just don't see Sam Donald being the answer. But I, I ain't got no problem with it. You know, if, if he comes to the NFC South and they and, and he's not successful, I mean, I mean, I, the Carolina Panthers are one of the Saints' uh, uh, rival team. So I don't care. So if they want to make that decision, fine. But I just think that that's pure arrogance on Joe Brady's behalf. And, you know, Joe Brady is nothing but, to me, a Sean Payton light. You know, it's almost like, I don't know, it's like a guy who retires, right? It's like a guy who finds the girl of his dreams and gives his homeboy his little black book. That's that's kind of like what Joe Brady is to me. He got the black book from... From Sean Payton. Okay, man, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the black book. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna give you some of my plays. They basically just uh, uh like New Orleans Saints, like the formations that they run, the schemes that they run, the plays that they run are all New Orleans Saints based. They even got Tommy Stevens from the Saints to have him like a like a, 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 a Taysom Hill type player. I don't believe in the Carolina Panthers. Uh how are you going to be in the same division as the team that you're stealing plays from? I really just don't know. How how are you in the same division running the same offense as the team uh, that you have to play twice is running? Like, you don't think they see this stuff in practice all the time? You don't think that they scheme against this stuff in practice all the time? I just don't know. And you can buy in a guy who I feel like has very little confidence in Sam Donald. Uh, I just don't see that. I just don't see it. But he can make a believe out of me, but I doubt it. DeMarcus says we need to draft Kalen Mond. Uh, yeah, Kalen Mond, you know what I'm saying, a quarterback. 
I'm hearing a lot of good things about him, uh, but look, I think that he's a gamer. I think that he's a competitor, but he has some some issues that he needs to deal with. Um, I'm seeing a lot of erratic play uh, from him. I feel like um, I feel like he plays best when the play breaks down. That's not always the case. I'm always interested to see what a guy can do with a clean pocket. Uh, where he be able to stand strong and make those passes. I said the same thing last last show about Ian Book. Ian Book has one of the best offensive lines in football, but yet he's still throwing balls over receivers' heads. So I'm always interested to see what guys can do when they're standing up straight. Okay, what what are you going to do? Are you going to be able to deliver the football? Are you going to be able to uh, de- deliver the football when the degree of difficulty is extremely high? What are the percentage of you going to be able to fit this pass into this little tight window? You know, so I think he's a baller. I think he's a competitor. He's a scrappy guy. But I don't know, man. I I, I don't I don't get it. I don't get him, you know. But I, I think he's a hell of a competitor. I'll give him that. Stroll down a little bit. Thank you all so much um, for being a part of the State of Saints podcast. Let's go to Darnell. Uh, Darnell says, first three rounds need to be linebacker, cornerback, and another cornerback. Um, might be, might be, might might be. You know, he, he might be. Uh, are you surprised by Alex Smith retirement? Uh, yes and no. Um, you know, I'm always rooting for Alex Smith. You know, y'all know that. I mean, I've said this on countless uh, occasions here. Uh, I, I love his success story, a guy that almost got his leg amputated. Um, you know, he go from that to coming back to the NFL, being comeback player of the year. Uh, I, I just think that dealing with all the issues that he dealt with, uh, him fighting to be back on the field was a testament uh, to his hard work, his dedication, and his drive. But, you know, sometimes you just got to know when to hang it up. And I just feel like a lot of teams – unfortunately, we'll look at him as a a liability. I feel like the football team allowed him to come back because, you know, everything he went through, he hurt himself uh, going out there competing for them. I don't want to say they felt like they were obligated to do so, but they felt like it was just the right thing to do. And, you know, Alex Smith inspired a lot of people. So, I mean, he's, he's successful, you know what I'm saying? Like he made a lot of money. Uh, you know, I, I feel I feel so bad about his career. I think he could have been a lot better than uh, his, his career indicated that he was. Um, when you go uh, to a struggling franchise, he went to the San Francisco 49ers. And, you know, Alex Smith, you know, he went through seven coordinators, man, seven years. And when you're changing offensive philosophies year after year after year, I don't care how good you are, you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle because you're, always trying to find a new philosophy. I just feel like if he has stability in the organization, maybe we will look at Alex Smith completely different than what we look at him now. Now, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. Uh, he's a guy that goes out there, he does exactly what you want him to do. But I think that he probably would have took that extra step if he had a coach and a coordinator uh, throughout his entire career the same. You know what I'm saying? Even if, you know, you you play like five or six years and then you end up changing coordinators. But to have seven coordinators, seven straight years, like I don't care who you are, you're not going to succeed in that. 
But I think when it's all said and done, Alex Smith is a true success, uh, success story. Uh, comeback player of the year, well-deserved. And I would say he had a decent career, man. So congratulations to Alex Smith. I mean, you got a wife, you got a family. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that, you know, he's going to end up probably working as an analyst or something like that. Good looking guy. You know, that's, that's what producers and television networks want. So who knows, man, he might end up being on television. So congratulations to Alex Smith on a successful career. TJ, uh, get the fresh chop. I see. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I get a haircut, you know, every other week. You know, me and, uh, and me and a packing man, you know, we get our haircuts every other week. Uh, having money as a player is not worth brain damage and hits to the head. That's true. You know, I mean, definitely. You know, I look, I want these players to be completely safe, but I, I, I do want some consistency with the gripes. That, that's, a, that's my only issue. I just want some consistency. You know, I, I don't want people to use certain issues as a scapegoat because, you know, you want to get out of a situation. Like, let that be like just call it for what it is. You know, like if you don't want to be at voluntary workouts, don't be at voluntary workouts. Just say, I don't want to be here. Don't bring up COVID. And I'm, I'm looking around on social media like most football players are on social media. And you're seeing them doing all these outside activities around random folks. You know, that I know for a fact that they didn't come in, the, you know, come in there with, you know, come to the group with these people came from different walks of life and and they're around those people. So don't don't say that on one hand and then turn around and tell me, oh, we care so much about COVID protocol because that's a lie. That's not true. You don't want to do voluntary workouts because you feel like it's unnecessary. You feel like that's almost like the organization trying to babysit you. And trying to keep you at close quarters so you won't be going out there making those late night runs to In-N-Out Burger or some of these other fast food restaurants to get yourself out of shape. That that's all that's about. You know, call it for what it is. Call it for what it is, man. Don't don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. Don't insult my intelligence. That that's my only issue because I know you're lying. Ken Jackson says, "Do you think we make a move for Sheldon Richardson, uh, defensive tackle? Uh, depends on the price. Uh, Sheldon Richardson is definitely a, a really good defensive tackle. Uh, has really set the tone everywhere he went. Uh, definitely, to me, would be an upgrade for Malcolm Brown. You know, uh, no disrespect to Malcolm Brown, he was really good as a Saint. But you know, if they can get him, get him. But if, if he's asking for too much." then that's just something that you, you just, you know, can't do. But he, he definitely would be a good asset to the Saints as a as an interior lineman. Uh, Josh giving a shout-out to the OG, Jared Poor. Jared says, I was on Big Q Channel Thursday night and Friday night. I'm still predicting linebacker at pick number 28 in the NFL draft. Yeah, man, shouts out to Big Q, man. Does a great job over there at the Sports Coma, you know, uh, the Saints think tank over there doing a really good job. Shouts out to that brother. You know, I, I still stand by the linebacker uh, draft pick too. You know, I mean, it, it's more about a want than I. You know, I'm, I'm more, I'm more focused on it being a want than <laughs> than believing it. You know, like I believe that they will. I want them to get a linebacker. Hopefully, Zayvon Collins is there, or you move up to get him. 
Tampa Bay still can't win a division. Congrats on the five loss uh, season. So proud. Well, you know, at the end of the day, I would trade places with them in a second. Like they can have the division if I can have a Super Bowl. I'm just being serious. Like, it, would you? Like, I mean, let, let's let's put all you know. what I'm saying let's put all the pettiness to the side. Would you trade the Saints division title for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl championship? I wouldn't even bat eye when I say this. Yes, yes, I would. They can have the division. They can have it. I I, I don't. Like t-shirts and all that is cool, man. But you don't get no bragging rights, man. You don't get no stripes for no t-shirts. The the overall objective is for you to win the division to set yourself up with with a, a top seed going into the playoffs to have a stronger possibility of winning the Super Bowl. But when you're losing at home in the playoffs, two years in a row, uh, when you're winning the division, have the best regular season. Uh, record in the last four seasons, you know, record combined than any other team, and yet you still didn't sniff the Super Bowl, it's a little bit of sour grapes. So I would trade places with Tampa in a minute. I don't care anything about a division title at this point. NFC South champions, that's just something that we're saying to to the teams and the rival teams to make ourselves feel good. But uh, I'll tell you, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to be a division champ and a team that you beat twice in the regular season ends up winning the Super Bowl. It does not feel good to me. I, I don't feel confident about that. I'm not happy about that. I, I don't feel like it, it It really means anything, you know, to me. You know, it, it doesn't. You know, like, you know, it, it, to me, it's like if we start off sprinting, right, and I'm winning a race the entire time, and then all of a sudden you speed up a little bit and go across the finish line. That's like me turning around and bragging and say, I, well, I was leading most of the race. Well, did you win? Did you win the race? No, you didn't. Like you, you shot off and you, you know, you was ahead, you know, ahead of me. But at the end of the day, you know, who broke the tape? So it means nothing to me. It's a lot of empty calories. Like I, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just a bunch of empty calories to me at this point. I would trade places with Tampa in a minute. You know, I, I can't even be petty about that. Like, people want me to be petty and talk about, you know, and discredit Tampa's championship. I can't do that because that's what the overall objective is. That's what this whole show is built on. You know, it's our love for the Saints, but at the same time, when we talk and we have these topics, what we talk about is ideas that we feel like will help this team get the advantage to win the Lombardi Trophy. So all the rest of this stuff is just white noise, you know, uh, you know, anytime, you know, even if I talk about Atlanta, you know, I feel like it's funny. You know, people tell me, TJ, you know, that's funny. I like when you talk about them, but it's irrelevant. You know what I'm saying? Like, in a way, you know, it's irrelevant. What I care about most is the Saints winning the Super Bowl. That That's what I care about. That's what we have these shows about. That's what we talk about the NFL draft. That's what why we when we have these different topics about. Uh, players being signed to the team and some of the strategies the Saints use and some of the decisions that are being made. The overall objective is to make it to the Super Bowl. In the words of, uh, you know, Ricky Bobby, if you ain't first, you're last. Straight up. I would trade places with them in a minute. Uh, Colorado says, uh, who do you think is going uh, to the Super Bowl this year? I really don't know. Uh, and that's hard to say because teams get better every single year. And it's not like 
you know, if you watch the NBA, you you have an idea who possibly can be there in the end. Like you know, the Lakers can be around there, the Clippers or or, or, the, or the Brooklyn Nets. Like you have an idea because of the players. It, it's but so many different things happen in the course of a season and at the beginning of the season because everybody has the same salary cap and is based on the decisions of your front office and uh, making, you know, the fact that some of your key players don't get injured for, uh, uh, you know, an extended amount of time. So I, I can't answer that question right now. If we're in the middle of the season, then maybe I have an idea at the beginning of the season, depends on some of the situations, but, um, you know, I, of course, as a Saints fan, I'm always say the Saints, you know, <laughs> I'm always say the Saints, you know, until they prove me wrong, you know, but I, I can't tell you definitely who I feel like would be, um, you know, in the Super Bowl when it's all said and done. Uh, already read that the first round, Drew said the Buccaneers have bragging rights in the division for Lombardi trophies. Yeah, they do. And you can't take that away from him. And I won't. Panthers going to miss Teddy once they see it. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, I, I agree with that statement. I agree with it. Can you see us signing uh, Maurice Hurst defensive tackle from the Raiders? Yeah, I can see that. You know, I, I can I can see that happen. Uh, almost like the Andy Dalton uh, to Dak deal. Yeah. Yo, I, I can see them signing uh, Maurice Hurst. You know, I can see that. You know, I don't think that he would, you know, require a lot of money like a Sheldon Richardson would. Jets are glad he's gone. I agree. You know, like I said, it, if, a, if a team believes that they can win with you, there's no way in the world that they're going to let you go. I mean, we see all the situations that are going on with Deshaun Watson right now. All this stuff that's going on with him. All these women coming up saying that he, you know, he sexually assaulted them and all that kind of stuff there. But yet, what what's the what's the one thing that we're not we're not seeing? We're not seeing the Houston Texans cut Deshaun Watson. Now, if Deshaun Watson was slow, if Deshaun Watson was middle of the pack, if Deshaun Watson was, you know a promising athlete, then trust and believe he would be looking for a job right now. So if a team really cared about you, if they really thought that they can actually win with you, there's no way in hell they would let you go. The fact that the Jets basically left Sam Donald go for some magic beans, right? You know what I'm saying? Like they, That's what it was. They, they basically let him go for some magic beans, some llama beans, some black eye beans, some snap beans. That's basically what they gave him. You know, like they, they gave him away for two proofs of purchase for God's sakes. Like if, if they really thought that they can win with Sam Donald, there's no way in the world he would be in Carolina right now. But that's what, the, you know, it is what it is. I, I, I can understand why they just don't want to want to keep him. There's nothing about Sam Donald to me. And I, I promise you that I am not being a hater. There's nothing about Sam Donald to me that, that that I feel like would inspire anybody, right? I, I feel like you would get more inspiration out of a bag in a wind, okay? A plastic bag flying in a wind than you would with Sam Dunn. I, I feel like you would get more motivation from a white wall than you would from Sam Dunn. 
You know, like there's nothing about this guy that that inspires me. Like nothing. You know, like dude's feel it seems like he has no charisma at all. You know, like he's like a charisma vacuum. I, I couldn't play for a guy like that. You know, like I, I if I'm playing alongside a guy or a guy's my quarterback, I I want to feel like I can win with this guy. I want to feel like this guy has what it takes to get me to where I need to be. You know, like, and I don't get that from him. I just feel like he's just a, you know, he's just a waste of time. And I just feel like he's one of those quarterbacks that get the benefit of the doubt, even though what the hell has he done to get it? Jamarcus Robinson uh, and my Fred Sanford. Are you crazy? <laughs> uh, Jamie Nelson, um, Jeremy, excuse me, Jamie Newman uh, is a better prospect than Kellen Mine. I agree with that. I think a lot of people forget about Jamie uh, Newman, uh, Hakeem, is because he set out, right? Out of sight, out of mind. Uh, that's one of the main reasons why you have some of these other wide receivers emerging and people weren't really talking about Jamar Chase as much. Even though, you know, people know that Jamar Chase is special, you had other people like Devontae Smith and, and some of these other wide receivers that are coming out. You know, people were talking about them a little bit more because Jamar Chase decided to opt out. Now, Jamar Chase is still supposed to be one of the top receivers off the board, if not the top receiver, but it's just out of sight, out of mind. Uh, Jamie Newman, who came from Wake Forest, was supposed to go to Georgia, decided to opt out. Didn't get an opportunity to play, so that that he you know gives other people like Zach Wilson from BYU and and Justin Field from Ohio State, and I, I don't even put Trevor Lawrence in there. People knew he was going to be a first round pick uh, when he was dissecting Alabama as a freshman, but it gives these other guys opportunities uh, to you know emerge ahead of you, and it, and it, it's you know it, it's not as if Jamie Newman uh, was setting the world on fire, you know. I just felt like, you know, him sitting out, it kind of was, the, you know, his detriment. Now, if he would have went out there and played at Georgia and did a, a really good job and, and went out there and had a respectable season, then I feel like the narrative would have been different. You know, that, that's the way I feel about it. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. And as you know, the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Manscaped.com is the number one leader in all men's grooming products. Over 2 million men worldwide have chosen Manscaped for their grooming needs. And as you know, the NFL draft is coming up really, really soon. And the, the product that you need to select is Manscaped. Okay, Manscaped has some really great products. Uh, I use Manscaped products all the time. Uh, if you, you can go to manscape.com and you can save 20% off of your purchase. All you have to do is use the promo code state of saints. That's all one word state of saints. You will save 20% off. And there's also free international shipping that is available for you. Once again, that's manscape.com, the official sponsor of the state of the saints podcast. And for those uh, that want to donate to the state of the saints podcast, you can do so. I uh, want to thank Cash App for working with the State of the Saints podcast for the month of April. Uh, you can use this profile here, a dollar sign State of Saints, if you would like to donate to the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, some people donate on YouTube. Some people uh, donate uh, on Facebook. But if you want to uh, use Cash App, 
and you have a cash app, you can uh, use uh, that profile name, their state of saints. And if you don't have cash app, uh, cash app is the number one leader in money transfers, man. I mean, you hear so many hip hop artists talking about cash app and cash app is a part of pop culture, man. So check them out on cash app, download the cash app uh, today. All right. But let's go ahead and talk about the Saints uh, wide receiver, okay? The Saints uh, decided to sign a wide receiver, all right? They, they signed uh, out of Tulane, uh, Jalen uh, McCleskey. Uh, Jalen McCleskey uh, actually started his career at Oklahoma State. He started off at Oklahoma State, and look, this dude put up some very respectable numbers in college, man, over 2,400 yards, 21 touchdowns, and – I got to say, man, I was really impressed by some of the highlights that I saw uh, out of Jalen McCleskey. You know, he was he's really, really good. He's a solid wide receiver, man. Uh, As you can see right now, you know, I mean, that's double cup. You know, he's being doubled right there. Caught a touchdown right there, man. This dude seemed like he's a baller. You know, this next play right here was very, very impressive to me. The one that they're about to show right here. Okay, quarterback is on the goal line right here. He rolls out. And watch this catch by McCleskey right here, man. This is stuff. This this is some NFL type stuff right there. You know what I'm saying? Like you show his, you know, leaping ability. You know, good vertical. This play right here, man, basically won the game for the Tulane Green Wave. So this guy right here is just an absolute baller, man. Uh, he's five eleven, uh, hundred and seventy five pounds. I'm gonna say that again. He's five eleven, <laughs> hundred and seventy five pounds. I mean. <laughs> First off, all I got to say about that is dude need a steak sandwich, all right? Dude need a steak sandwich. 5'11", 175 pounds. My dude, it's time for you to uh, eat a steak sandwich, all right? I feel like he needs to bulk up a little bit. But nevertheless, I mean, he started uh, his career. He was on a practice squad at Atlanta Falcons, the Saints signed him. Uh, his dad uh, used to actually play for the Saints. And, you know, him coming to Tulane was – you know, really an asset to the Tulane Green Wave. So I'm interested to see what he's going to do in camp. Do I think he's going to uh, change uh, the Saints' fortune at, at wide receiver? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I, I think that if he comes in here and he competes, if he goes out there and he, uh, you know, goes out there, put his best foot forward, he has a chance of making the team. Um, I think with his speed, he can help out on special teams. But I do think that he needs to bulk up a tad bit. 5'11", 175 pounds, that is small uh, for a wide receiver, man. At least get up to at least 189, 190 or something like that, man, where you can absorb uh, some of those hits that those defenders are going to put on you. That, that's what my biggest issue is with, with smaller wide receivers. You know, those guys are fast. Like, you have the people like uh, Deontay Harris. You know, those guys are fast, shifty, got good wiggle. But you put one hit on them, man, they're going towards the sideline, holding their arm, they're holding their leg or something. So I think he needs to put a little bit more weight on it, but I think he, he'll he be a good fit. I mean, he has a lot of confidence, man. I like his swagger. I like his confidence. I think that, you know, that's, that's the first thing you need. You need confidence in believing that you actually can play the position. And, and once you have that along with the skills, you'll be okay. Tragic said, I totally agree, TJ. Sam Donald, a poor man, Jake Cutler, doesn't inspire any teammates. Yeah, at all. I never heard anybody just come out and talk about Sam Donald. Like, uh, maybe, you know, maybe I'm wrong. You know, I don't follow Carolina like that. But 
even you know has robbie anderson said anything about this like has robbie anderson put anything up on social media a guy who played with sam donald for the jets now he's going to play with him again like i don't know like has he said anything about him like i haven't heard anybody really say anything about sam donald at all that's that's alarming to me i would like to see that happen i like this signing chosen thank you very much for the 199 says what's good big bro glad to hear from you yeah, glad to hear from you too, man. Uh, just been grinding, man, getting these podcasts off the ground, man. Just state of the same, state of the swag. And, and I'm also doing a podcast with my nephew, uh, TJ Knows Wrestling Podcast. So really been working, man. Really trying to uh, cover all grounds when it comes to podcasting. I love it. I remember that Tulane-Houston game. That's a classic. Uh, chosen, uh, getting a shout-out from Jerry. Official Young Nola says, I'm late, but what's popping, TJ? What you think about this situation? Uh, I have no problem with them opting out. You know, I, I really don't. Uh, I have no issue with that. I don't feel like it's affecting anything as long as those guys come in, come in shape. You think that wide receiver from Tulane going to start? Uh, no. Uh, as of right now, I don't believe he's going to start. Can he be in a rotation? Possibly. You know, but he has to come in and ball out. You know, I, I I like what I see so far, but uh, as far as me thinking that he can start, no. Uh, notice I called TJ out and he ain't said nothing. He all talk, baby, but I'll give him a chance to prove me wrong. Uh, Josh, I don't know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know what you called me out. Let me see. Okay, TJ, you can't give uh, the Josh man $10,000 uh, $10, through PayPal today. You ain't talented enough. <laughs> oh man. Um, I didn't ignore you, man. Like <laughs> I guess I'm not talented enough, you know. I guess I'm not talented enough. But I didn't even I didn't even know you asked me. I don't know if you're joking or not, but um, but yeah, man. I guess I'm not talented enough. Uh, are you surprised by Alex Smith retirement? I read a couple of these already. I just scroll up. See, that's the reason why, you know. I, I'll be trying to keep, you know, keep a theme if I have a topic or something like that. You know, if I have a topic about uh, like that or something like that, I try to keep it, you know, I try to keep the comments rolling so we can just stay on topic. Uh, what's up, who that? Please draft Zayvon Collins, but the Saints can be unpredictable sometimes. Uh, I, I think that's most of the time. I don't think I can think of a time where the Saints actually drafted somebody I thought they were going to draft, but exception of Reggie Bush. Uh, a new quarterback, though, we have a better chance if we win the division. Could be. I hope you uh, trash the Falcons, though. Uh, probably not today, man. I don't feel like, look, I'm not trying to, I ain't about to waste my time with that, man. I don't know. If 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 the conversation is, is warranted, then I'll talk about them. But I don't feel like they were talking about uh, what's up, who that's so hyped for the draft? It should be interesting. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm definitely excited about going live, um, you know, on, for the NFL draft. Going live is, is very, very uh, exciting to me. This is going to be our second annual uh, State of the Saints podcast live draft reaction show. Last year was extremely successful. You know, shouts out to everybody that was a part of that show uh, back in, the, you know, back in the day. Uh, that was probably – Still to this day, one of my favorite shows. That that you know, I, I go back and watch that from time to time, especially 
like uh, <laughs> my reaction when they end up drafting Caesar Ruiz. That was that was hilarious, man. That was like one of the <laughs> that was like one of the funniest things, man. I think like it, it was so funny because I mean, I, I man, that was just such a a, a genuine response. You know, it was just it was just hilarious to be. The linebacker for Notre Dame, uh, the best linebacker, TJ, uh, do you think that? Hey, um, no, I do not. <laughs> I, I feel like Zayvon Collins is the best linebacker in the game, okay? I think that um, – I can't think of the guy's name. I know you're talking about he has a uh, he has an African name. Uh, I think that he is just a good workout warrior. And I think sometimes we get uh, – we see these guys measurables and we see what these guys do in the combine. All of a sudden we think they're the best, but I'm talking about instincts. I'm talking about abilities to get around the football. I'm talking sideline to sideline. I'm rolling with Zayvon Collins. I'm rolling with Zayvon Collins. Uh, see, I think I pretty much covered everybody that I see here. And once again, man, I apologize if I didn't, uh, you know, read everybody's comments. Y'all know how I go. Uh, it will be the Jets versus the Lions. I already read that. But, look, you know, I appreciate everybody's uh, comments. Like I said, sometimes I don't get opportunity to read everybody's comments. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, I just be trying to keep it the, the theme going. Um, once again, I started a podcast entitled The State of the Swag Podcast that's available right now. Uh, the description is down below. You can click the link and uh, bring you directly to the page. Uh, the State of Swag podcast focus on the Southwestern Athletic Conference, uh, HBCU football. Uh, excited to do it, man. You know, being a graduate of Jackson State University, have an opportunity to uh, create a platform and a podcast focusing on HBCU sports. Uh, you know, it's, it's something that I hold near and dear to me. Uh, I love it, you know, and it's the same type of format, man. If you like the State of the Saints podcast, I know for a fact that you would like the State of the Swag podcast. Uh, we talk about just what's going on. You know, congratulations to Alabama A&M and also Arkansas Pine Bluff. Those two teams will be playing uh, for the Swag Championship. And um, it should be interesting to watch. Uh, can't wait until football starts. I just ordered my Saints gear ready. Let's go who that. Yeah, I think we all are excited about football. I mean, this this time right here is, man, I hate this time. You know, it, it's so hard. I won't say it, it's, it's really hard to find content, but I just feel like I, I want to talk about football. Like, I want to talk about the games, right? And I think, like, after the draft, things will start picking up, and I think it'll, it'll be more exciting. Uh, do you think Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback uh, in – uh, this class that you ever seen? No, no, I do not. Um, <laughs> I don't think that he's going to be a bust, but it remains to be seen. You know, I, I just feel like um, I feel like Trevor Lawrence deserves to be the first pick overall because he's done so many things f- for that to, to happen. Like, I just think that people had their mind made up about Trevor Lawrence when he dissected Alabama in that national championship game. Like when he was a true freshman, people were like, yeah, bro. Like this, that, this, that guy right here. And I just think that that, that would just, it would, their mind was made up. It was a fish. He was going to be the, the next one, you know, the next Andrew Luck, the next short thing. 
next uh, Peyton Manning. So I, I do think that he's going to have a successful career, but I think these other guys can have a successful career uh, pending going to the right situation. Uh, TJ is so boring waiting for the NFL season to start. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. I'll be trying to find things to do. You know, I'll be trying to find things, different articles and uh, different uh, topics to talk about. And I don't just want to just jump on every just topic. You know, like I, I, don't, I don't think I ever get that desperate. You know, like some people just cling on to every little bit of news. And I, I can't roll like that, man. Like if I'm not really if I'm not I don't really feel strongly about something. I, I just don't feel right getting behind the mic to talk about it. I don't. And, you know, I, I never want to be like those quick reactionary type people either. Not like when a story comes out about the team, all of a sudden people just jump on there and I guess they'd be trying to be first to try to, you know, build up their following. I understand that. But as for me, man, like I like to let things kind of marinate a little bit to get my mind right. I feel like that's when you really start to think clearly. Like you ever like got into like an argument or something like that or somebody made you mad and your first reaction probably just to lash out, but you decide to kind of just chill a tad bit you know like just chill out and then you like your, your, your mind gets clear and all of a sudden you know you're like you know i i think i see things a little bit better now i'm ready to have this conversation chosen thank you very much for the 199 says uh top three episodes draft vikers lost and bucks lost oh my goodness man in that order yeah that that wow i think to me that Vikings loss uh, in the wild card game, that's when I feel like the State of the Saints podcast, like, turned the corner to me. That, that's when I feel like – that's when I feel like I was like, yeah, this, this show going to be something. You know, like, this show is going to be something special. I, I I knew it then, you know, when, you know, when that happened. But that, <laughs> but that uh, draft show, man, that was just on another level to me. That was just on another level to me. But it's it just, man, when I think about where this show came from and where it is now, it's, like, unbelievable, man. Like, it's, it's just weird, man. Like, <laughs> I never, like, it, I don't know, man. Like, I never ever thought that I would be recognized for doing something like this. Like, I was actually – uh, at the gas station, I was going up in there. I was stopped at this uh, gas station. Uh, it was right down the street from my son's daycare. Like, God, like, I'm paying for gas or whatever, and the guys came up to me. Knew exactly who I was, man. I was like, man, that's insane. But I just never thought that the show would just ever get to that point. Like I said, I mean, I'm just basically playing with house money right now. I mean, this show all started about me being mad that Ryan Fitzpatrick put up 400 yards on the Saints. And the rest is history. Like, it's unbelievable where this show has come. I mean, how far this show has come. Like, we went from being mad at Ryan Fitzpatrick to talking to Bobby Abel. Like, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, man. But, I mean, I love the direction this show is going in. And, man, I don't see any uh, signs of slowing down. State of the Saints podcast. Hey, what's uh, going on for that nation? And welcome to another edition of the State of the Saints podcast where we talk New Orleans Saints. Hey, that's, hey, that's the original intro right there. That's the original intro. That's like when I was doing voiceovers. 
I, I, I was trying to go back and trying to figure out where did I start like doing the host and bowing the head. Like I, I can't find it. And I, I cannot tell you why I started doing it. I don't. I, I can't tell you why I started like doing it. For some apparent reason, I just started doing it. And I like, okay, you know, that, but that's that's how I uh originally like that's how long Jerry been rolling with the show. That's exactly how I used to start this show. Uh, let's see. Thanks for checking out the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Yep. Yeah, man. That's uh, <laughs> that's that's throwback right there. That's when I was just doing voiceovers. And honestly, Jerry, I, I mean, I'll just be real with y'all. Um, I used to do all those voiceovers. Like this was before. I want to say right before Paxton was born, and me and my my wife were standing in a, a two bedroom apartment. And I would actually like go in a closet and record like all the little voiceovers like on my phone. Like I would actually use my phone. I record it on my phone and I would upload the, the you know, the voice track to the computer, you know, and then I just do make a little slideshow about it. So anybody just thought it was just a sophisticated operation, you're sadly mistaken. Anybody that feel like uh, you can't have a podcast without having a top quality mic, some some high quality headphone and and a ring light. You're sadly mistaken. All right. All it takes is determination, man. And, you know, God take care of the rest. Uh, how have you been, TJ? These couple of days I've been playing the game called uh, Illicit uh, PlayStation 5 PC Xbox and new Xbox series game of the World War Shooters. OK. And shouts out to Ramsey giving us the game of the week right there, uh, illicit. You know, y'all check that out. Uh, available on a PS5, uh, Xbox, and the new Xbox series. So y'all check it out and uh, let Ramsey know what y'all think about that. Uh, so what's next with the Saints? You know, I, I really don't know what's next. I guess the next thing would be the NFL draft. I mean, everything is basically going to be dictated about uh, a draft, okay? So if we need a cornerback, it, it all depends on if the Saints feel confident about what they do in the draft, right? But I still think they're going to get a veteran cornerback, and I think they understand it. Like I said, they're, they're first playing backfire with T.J. Curry. I don't know if they're waiting for Richie Sherman to see where his uh, financial situation is going to be or see if he's going to get signed with a team. But – it all depends on what's going to happen after the draft. That is going to be the deciding factor. So uh, once the draft is over, I think we'll have a clear idea about what the Saints want uh, are going to do. You know, that, that's just that's my honest opinion about that. But uh, thank you all so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you all for choosing the State of the Saints podcast, whether you're uh, listening to it or viewing it live or you're checking the, the replay. Thank you so much. And no matter what time of day you're watching this, I really do appreciate it. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search The State of the Saints Podcast, facebook.com, search The State of the Saints Podcast. Once again, check out the new podcast entitled The State of the Swag Podcast. Uh, that's available on uh, Facebook as well as YouTube. Subscribe to that channel as well. And previous episodes of The State of the Saints Podcast are available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio and Anchor FM. Uh, thank you all once again. And thank you to the sponsor, Manscaped, the official sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast. Go to manscaped.com, 
Use the promo code State of Saints. That's all one word, State of Saints. You will save 20% off. And also a special thank you goes to Cash App. If you want to donate to the State of the Saints podcast, uh, do so by using that profile name, dollar sign, State of Saints. That's dollar sign, State of Saints. And if you want to become a supporter of the State of the Saints podcast, that link is also down low in the description. And if you want to uh, also support on Facebook, all you have to do is just hit the link above the, the main screen of the uh, of the Facebook page. So thank you all so much. Much love to you all. Looking forward uh, to talking about the NFL draft on the next edition. And uh, you all be safe. Till next time. All I got to say is, who that? <laughs>